If you own a vehicle with less than 200,000 miles and have an auto warranty about to expire or no warranty coverage at all, listen up. CarShield has a low-cost, month-to-month vehicle protection plan that covers more parts than ever. Visit carshield.com audio to find out how you could pay almost nothing for covered auto repairs. Drivers who activate this vehicle protection today will also receive free roadside assistance, free towing, and car rental options at no additional cost. Get your free quote today at carshield.com audio. That's carshield.com audio. Star Wars 7x7 episode 2730. All right, we are on our penultimate episode looking at the War of the Bounty Hunters, a mega crossover event series. And big things happen. Boba Fett is more involved in the stories that we are going to be talking about this time around. But hey, let's just get right into it. Punch it! Hey, Rebel Rouser, I'm Alan Voivod, and this is Star Wars 7x7, your daily dose of Star Wars joy. And thank you so much for joining me for it. So, we're going to talk about another six issues, but I think this one is yet again going to go faster because Boba Fett is not involved in a lot of them, and there's actually precious little in the other ones to share to, you know, build up the understanding of the whole story and Boba Fett's place in it. So, let's just dive into the major installment, which is the War of the Bounty Hunters, issue number four, by the way, all these issues in the Marvel comic series came out in September of 2021. We are in spoiler territory as we are with the other episodes. And last time we talked about the fact that Vader was threatening to slice the carbonite block in half with Han Solo in it if Luke Skywalker didn't come down and Luke basically said, yeah, see if you can catch me instead. And he was able to you know, convince Vader with that very compelling line of logic to just leave the carbonite block alone and go after Luke and his TIE fighter. So yeah, deed done. He called Vader's bluff essentially. And good thing too, because Leia was already strategizing about how to attack Vader to try to get the carbonite block away from him. And Lando's like, Kira's the best hand-to-hand fighter I've ever seen, and Vader took her out. I don't know what you guys are thinking. (laughs) And so Vader ultimately decides, nope, I'm going to have him taken to my ship and interrogated and executed. And he tells the Imperials around there, bring the Carbonite block to my flagship. And then he goes off to hunt Luke Skywalker. Now, the Imperial shuttle is parked outside, and you need to know all that context to understand where Boba Fett comes into the story. So Boba Fett is sitting in sniper coverage ready to destroy the shuttle once he sees them bringing the carbonite block out but who finally shows up Baylor Valence and Dengar and they have Boba Fett trapped a fight ensues Boba Fett basically gets Dengar knocked off a chunk of ice and he starts floating away on a big ice pack and he's like don't leave me ah And based on enough reads of this stuff, I know he's not going to die out on that ice flow. So yeah, he'll be fine. I'm not too concerned about Dengar. But Baylor Valence gets the drop on Fett, and he says, like, yeah, I'm, you know, happy to kill you and earlier Valence and Bosk, or I'll tell you about that conversation in a moment. Um, Valence and uh, Boba Fett have a conversation about rescuing Han and leaving Dengar behind, and, you know... (laughs) Boba Fett says, yeah, he was going to betray you anyway. And that comes up too. And 
Bailey says, well, you know, you want to turn him in and I want to rescue him. And Fed says, look, he's getting away in that shuttle. This is the only chance we're going to get to get him because once he gets on the Empire's flagship, he's gone forever. So let's rescue him first and then we'll figure out where the pieces are going to fall. And Valence agrees and they take off and Denger is like, no, left behind on an ice flow. So I'll tie in the bounty hunter stuff that's worth knowing where Valence and Dengar have a conversation prior to meeting up with Boba Fett. And Valence says that it would be an honor to kill Boba Fett, but that it wouldn't be an honor to kill Dengar. And Dengar is like, thank you, I think. And I thought that was fantastic. And Dengar, of course, was rescued by Death Stick because apparently the betrayal that Dengar had in mind is that he figured out Valence was reaching out about the child of the Romeo and Juliet situation with the Unbroken Clan and the Mourner's Whale. And he passes that information off that to death stick so death stick can go eliminate this person because uniting the two clans is something that crimson dawn doesn't want to see dengar is secretly working with crimson dawn oh and bosk gets rescued in the midst of all of this stuff too so yeah <laughs> nobody's dying apparently so fett and valence go after the shuttle but the millennium falcon is already going after the shuttle and somehow lobot is able to connect with the shuttle lobots involved in this and short all their systems out, so it's floating dead in space. Then Boba Fett decides he's going to take out the Millennium Falcon, but Valen says if you take out that ship, we're going to have a problem. So Fett drops a seismic charge, but dials it back, so it just kind of knocks the Falcon out of commission, so the Slave One can go after it. And so we'll tie the Star Wars issue in here. There's only one particular thing that pertains to this. It's Lando and Leia having a conversation about why Boba Fett didn't just blow them out of the sky. And Lando says that, well, he's got some kind of code, though, you know, I don't quite understand what it is. I'm not sure <laughs> what it is specifically or why he does anything that he does. But hey, he didn't blow us out of the sky. So let's just try and get things repaired and get back after that shuttle. Meanwhile, going back to the War of the Bounty Hunter stuff earlier, there's an argument that Baku and Jabba have about you know, whether it's losing face in front of the other syndicates to let Solo go to the Empire and Jabba's like, nope, we're fine. See you later. It was nice to meet you all in person and we'll do it again sometime. Baku is upset about this and manages to turn the council to his way of thinking and says like, we gotta save face in front of the Empire and show them that they can't just insult huts. And so Baku and the rest of the council take all of their ships and start going after the shuttle themselves. And so Boba Fett is like, oh, come on. Once, you know, they get rid of the Falcon and now they have to deal with all these hut ships. And while I'm at it, I'll tie in the Darth Vader comic crossover. Really the only thing that comes out of that is that Baku now fully realizes that he was betrayed by Vader and made to look like a fool but Baku is also in Crimson Dawn's pocket. And so, yeah, he is now fully acting in his own self-interest and trying to bring the rest of the Hut Council along for the ride. So that really only leaves two other comics to tell you about the Dr. Aphra issue and also the one shot, which is about Boosh, the actual Boosh, not Princess Leia disguised as Boosh. So the Dr. Aphra one, there's nothing really that bears directly as far as we can tell yet on the Boba Fett aspects of things. They get out of the prison cell that they're in and manage to find where the necklace is that they took off the Black Sun person. It was being stashed in Kira's big art room and they get to see Kira dropping it off. But before they're able to steal it back, Death Stick arrives and a fight is about to begin and that's where the cliffhanger happens for that. And as far as the Boosh one shot goes, 
Also, nothing really that seems to affect the Boba Fett aspect of things. I mean, criminal syndicate machinations and whatnot, so there's that. But as far as how it might play into the story that we're going to dig into with the Book of Boba Fett, don't see how that's going to happen just yet. Anyway, the Boosh thing, they are working for Black Sun, Boosh, and more of his compatriots. Her compatriots? Shucks, I'm not sure. Um... Anyway, Boosh and Boosh's crew do a job for Black Sun, and then they do a job for Crimson Dawn, which is supposed to be eliminating the eight board members of the Tag Corporation, including Lady Domina Tag, who we've met previously in the Dr. Afra comics, and the job doesn't quite go very well, and ultimately, they find out... Uh, Domina Tag does through, you know, other, you know, negotiations and whatnot while the firefight is going on, that... It was really one of the other Tag Corporation people who hired Bush and crew through Crimson Dawn to assassinate everybody else and take over the company, and that doesn't go as planned. So Domina Tag finds out how much Bush and crew were being paid for this job, and she agrees to pay them a heck of a lot more if they instead decide to work for the Tag Corporation, and Bush and crew decide to go along with it and say, what do you know about Crimson Dawn? So Bush and crew go from working from Black Sun to Crimson Dawn to the Tag Corporation. And you can't quite tell exactly where in the timeline this is taking place for the War of the Bounty Hunters story because there aren't necessarily any references to the events of War of the Bounty Hunters. And the only thing that you might try to grab on is that Deva Lompop appears in this. She was, of course, in the um, Jabba one-shot and she'd been working for the Huts, but then we saw her later working for Crimson Dawn. But in this, she's actually hanging out with Black Sun. So when Bush and crew finish their job at the beginning of this and report back to Black Sun, she's there and she says like, yeah, I thought they wanted your head on a pike. And just by the way, they're going to send me after you when it comes to it. So just be ready. So it's unclear whether... Deva is working for multiple syndicates at once, or if she's in between syndicates and just working with Black Sun before Crimson on, or what, don't necessarily know. The other fascinating thing is that in this we see that Lady Domina Tag has been working on a plasma blade prototype, which basically looks like a lightsaber. Um, kind of closer to the dark saber, maybe, except you know, glowing yellow. Actually, kind of looks like you've been watching the Marvel Hawkeye series, the Ronin blade, except with you know lightsaber stuff around it. But it's not working as well as they had hoped. It's not efficient. It's not at a point where they can mass produce it. So they're trying to recreate a lightsaber, but it's not working just yet. And... There you go. That pretty much wraps up all the September stories in the War of the Bounty Hunters mega storytelling initiative. And Boba Fett's place in it is basically to initially try to disable or destroy the shuttle and take Han Solo's carbonite block back. Doesn't work because Valence and Dengar get in the way. Dengar gets <laughs> cast off and Valence and Boba Fett make a pact, an uneasy pact, to go after the shuttle. But Unfortunately, all the other Hut clans, minus Jabba the Hut, are going after it too. And that's where we leave the story, and that's where we leave this episode of the show. So it just remains for me to say thank you so much for joining me for it, as always. And may the Force be with you, wherever in the world you may be. Star Wars 7x7 is not endorsed or sponsored yet by Lucasfilm Limited, Disney, or 20th Century Fox, and is intended for entertainment and information purposes only. Star Wars, the Star Wars logo, all names and pictures of Star Wars characters, vehicles, and any other Star Wars related items, are registered trademarks and or copyrights of Lucasfilm Limited, respective trademark and copyright holders. May the force be with them. All original content is copyright 2021 by Star Wars 7x7. We hope you love it. 
If you own a vehicle with less than 200,000 miles and have an auto warranty about to expire or no warranty coverage at all, listen up. CarShield has a low-cost, month-to-month vehicle protection plan that covers more parts than ever. Visit carshield.com audio to find out how you could pay almost nothing for covered auto repairs. Drivers who activate this vehicle protection today will also receive free roadside assistance, free towing, and car rental options at no additional cost. Get your free quote today at carshield.com audio. That's carshield.com audio.